Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, this is how we're going to handle the 5 o'clock hour. I'm going to talk for a little bit. We could take your phone calls, 913-586-7610. We're going to do the hits a little bit differently today after yesterday's game. I think that you could argue that at least regular season losses. So I'm not going to put this in the same category of the second half collapse against Cincinnati. I'm not going to put this in the same category as losing the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. But in regards to regular season losses, I think yesterday was the worst loss of the Patrick Mahomes era. I don't think that Las Vegas played exceptionally well yesterday. Now, I think their defense did some things and really lined up very well with you on that D-line. They did some good things yesterday. Aiden O'Connell threw for 62 yards, and the Raiders did not complete a pass in the final three quarters of the game. The Chiefs yesterday lost to a team with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and a team that is relatively healthy Given where we are in the calendar, they lost to Aiden O'Connell, a backup quarterback, and a team that threw for 62 yards and also did not have their starting running back, Josh Jacobs, who led the NFL in rushing. If I had told you that Devontae Adams would have had one catch for four yards and that Aiden O'Connell threw for less than 100 yards, There's no way you tell me that the Chiefs lose the game yesterday. And that's what happened. They lost at home in front of Santa and Taylor Swift. And they might be the same person. Let's go through the list of people that I blame for yesterday's loss. Because it actually is a lot of people. It's not just Andy Reid. It's not just Brett Veach. It's not just Patrick Mahomes. It's not just any one individual. No, I'm passing out blame like Christmas candy canes. Everybody can get some. They come 12 in a pack. You don't have to fight over that one. Don't worry. You wait your turn. I'll hand you some of the blame for yesterday. Number one, let's start with Brett Veach. I think what we are talking about is a talent issue. One thing that has, I don't know if it's frustrated me or I don't know if it's confusing. I I don't know the correct term. 
Last year, we went from Eric Bieniemy doesn't really have a role on a team, and that's why he's not getting hired in the NFL, to now he is the offensive whisperer and was holding things together for the Chiefs. I don't really think that either were true. Like, I think he had a role on last year's team. I think that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy would be in the same position. I think there's a talent deficiency problem. I don't think the Chiefs have enough. And if we're going through the talent on their roster in comparison to Baltimore's talent or Miami's talent or Cleveland's talent, I don't think the Chiefs are the most talented team in the AFC, nor do I think that they're close. I think the Chiefs are going to have the worst skill position players entering the NFL playoffs in the AFC. Buffalo has more firepower than they do. Miami, Baltimore, the team that you think is making the postseason, they have more in the chamber than what Kansas City does. That's a Brett Veach thing. They haven't spent resources in free agency towards acquiring good wide receivers. The one that they did was MVS. He played 61 snaps yesterday and didn't have a catch. He had zero catches and zero yards. I hope that MVS got coal in his stocking for how he played yesterday. Criminal, legalized bank robbing is what we saw yesterday from MVS. There's a talent issue and a deficiency. So we can throw words out there like accountability, and that, that, that's all fine and dandy. The Chiefs are not talented enough offensively, and that is a problem. Yesterday, they couldn't run the football effectively. Their running backs combined for 15 carries for 32 yards. That's not enough. That's not enough for a team that has spent the amount of resources that they have up front, where you think you have the best left guard in the NFL, the best center in the National Football League. You have spent $80 million on your right tackle. You have a right guard in Trey Smith that one day is going to make $15 million a year on the offensive line. Their offensive line is certainly good enough that there is no reason why your quarterback should be running for his life in the ways that he was yesterday. There's a talent issue on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's number one. Number two, let's throw it to Brett Veach. I think it's a discipline problem with Kansas City, too. This is not an offense that has grown or gotten better. I looked this up earlier today because we took a phone call and he was talking about trust. That's a word that we have thrown out a lot. Hey, Pat doesn't trust these guys. The Chiefs' first training camp practice was July 23rd. That was five months ago. If we're still having conversations about who Pat trusts and who he doesn't trust, then it's lost. MVS is his second year in the team. He's 30 years old. Sky Moore has been here every day for the last two years. Kadarius Toney has been on the team since last October. He's been on this team. McCall Hardman has been on this offense. These are guys that have played in big games, won big games, and worked with this quarterback. How is the... How was the player that he trusts the most, the guy that just got here, the guy that was going up against Houston and Marshall a year ago? Some of these guys were playing in the AFC Championship game. Rasheed Rice was playing East Carolina. How does he trust him more than he trusts all these other guys? There's a coaching problem on this team, too. There's a lack of attention to detail. I don't know how you can be mad about the offensive offsides when they did it again. They got called for it again. It happened. It just popped up randomly. And it's your most veteran guy in MVS. You're supposed to set the tone. You're supposed to be the leader. You've done this before. MVS has played with three different quarterbacks who has won NFL MVP. Aaron Rodgers won it twice. 
and then Patrick Mahomes won it last year. He's still making first-year mistakes. And just nothing changes. I mean, MVS, he drops a pass, he plays more. MVS misses an assignment, he plays more. We've been asking for MVS to sit down. Marquez Valdez-Scantling played more snaps than Rasheed Rice. If anybody can explain that to me, I'll give you a week's worth of pizzas. If you can call up right now and explain to me how MVS played 61 snaps, I'll give you a a month worth of pizza because it defies logic to me based on watching those two guys play. And you can't even tell me, oh, well, one of the guys helped you block. You ran for 30 yards. He didn't help you block that much. What did he help you block? Mahomes got sacked four times and you couldn't run the football. His blocking was not that valuable yesterday offensively. So Andy Reid's got to hold some of this too. I've got to hold Andy Reid accountable for what we've seen on this team too. Number three, the wide receiver room. This wide receiver room has turned Patrick Mahomes into check down Charlie. I saw the little passing chart yesterday. I saw it. Patrick Mahomes threw 44 passes yesterday. 18 of them were at the line of scrimmage or behind it. 18. That's over 40% of his passes. Patrick Mahomes might be the best down-the-field quarterback that we have ever seen. That's their offense now. At the line of scrimmage, quick strike, get it out of your hands, playmakers, because if you have them do anything else, it's a run-around, scramble, fire drill every single time. I'm still blaming this wide receiver room. I got to. I got to put it on the wide receiver room. Number one, I got Veach for a clear talent problem with the Chiefs. Two, I've got it on Andy Reid. This team looks undisciplined more times than not, and the problems that we saw in week one are still not fixed, and it's Christmas time. I got the wide receiver room number three, which might be related to number one, but let me go. Number four, Patrick, buddy. I mean, two of the turnovers are your fault yesterday. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to blame you, but I, I got you got to be on the list somewhere. Now, I don't know why they did a handoff to you. Now, some of that's Andy Reid. I don't know why you ran a trick play in the shadow of your own end zone. It's not like they ran that play at the middle of the field. They ran it on the 13-yard line. The Chiefs' offense was down so bad yesterday. They had to resort to trick plays with the wildcat and fake punts. They were looking for just anything to work. I mean, they were just hitting square, ask Madden, and trying whatever came up. They needed a spark in any possible direction yesterday. I'm not surprised that the play in which Clyde Everett-Hilaire takes a snap and then tries to hand it to Patrick Mahomes, I'm not surprised that that play didn't work out. I just, it just, it, that, that doesn't even sound like a play that would work. Not with the way your offense is going. It didn't work. It led to points. And then the very next play, they ran another play, and then Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he just, it was a lollipop. I mean, just, here, I'm going to throw it across the field. I'm not really going to put a whole lot of zip on it. The guy catches it, then looks at him, high steps. That guy then fake gave the ball to a kid and kept it. I mean, it was just, it was a really bad five-minute stretch for the Kansas City Chiefs in real time. A really bad stretch. I'm pretty sure Taylor was ready to call her security and leave at that standpoint. I didn't sign up for my Christmas with this nonsense. I got to put Patrick in number four spot here. I got to. 
Patrick Mahomes is hit number four for why they lost yesterday. I mean, I got to. I don't want to put you on the list, but I got to put you on the list. Number five. You guys might kill me for this. I'm going to put their defense on here. I'm going to put their defense on here for this reason. This is why. This is it. This is why. I know you guys are going to be mad. This is why I'm putting their defense on there. They had a chance to win at the end of the game. They had a chance. Kansas City scored a touchdown. A a Christmas miracle. They scored a touchdown. They scored a touchdown with two minutes and 42 seconds left. They then are kicking the ball off. It was a touchback. No time goes off the clock. Nathan, the Raiders get the ball back. 242, two timeouts the Chiefs have, and the two-minute warning. Up to that point, the Chiefs defense had stopped them the entire second half. Punt, punt, field goal, punt. All right. You got a chance here. It's 20 to 14, three minutes left, three stoppages of the clock. All you need to do is get off the field one more time. That's it for an offense that we know was not throwing the football. Aiden O'Connell had not completed a pass since the first quarter of the game. They were not completing a pass. They were not running a play action. That was just grown man football. We're going to put our big guys up against your big guys, and we're going to see who wins. All right, first play. 242 left. They run the ball. They get six yards. All right, it's second and four. 31-yard line. Timeout, 235 on the board. All right, it's second and four here. If you get a tackle for loss, you got a chance to win this game. Well, Las Vegas ran the ball. They got 43 yards on the next run. All right, timeout. All right. So it went from the Las Vegas 31 to now they're on the Kansas City 26, like right on the fringe of field goal range. All right, let's stop playing. We really need to get off of the field. They call their final timeout. I mean, your chances of winning the game there. You're probably not going to win, but let's just see what happens. Las Vegas ran one more play. They got 15 yards. Up to that point, the Raiders had 61 total yards in the, uh, in, the, in the second half of the game. They got 63 total yards on that final drive. They got 63 and won the game. Their defense has got to hold a little bit of it. I'm giving them the smallest piece. I'm giving them like 2 to 5%. But all their defense needed was one more stop to give the offense a chance. And they couldn't get it against a team that had their backup running back and had a quarterback who couldn't complete a pass. This is when you got to go go 11 men in the box. We are not letting them run for a first down. And what has been their Achilles heel defensively all season, the Raiders ran it. There was no gimmick, no end around, no trick plays. Again, it was let's put our big guys up against your big guys and let's run the football effectively. So that's how I would blame yesterday or really what's gone wrong with the Chiefs who have lost five of their last eight games. Veach, Reed, the wide receiver room, Patrick, who now has more interceptions than any quarterback in the league not named Sam Howe and I got to put a little a little piece of it on the defense for yesterday a little small piece okay a couple of things so so yes I don't love the angle Nick Bolton took on that big run at the end of the game and I'm, I'm sure the guys on the defense would be the first to say that you're right we could have got off the field and given the ball back to Patrick Mahomes who was finally moving the ball when we have sat here for the last six years and said, hey, can we just give Mahomes a, a defense in the top half of this league? 
We're not asking them to be all-time great. We're not asking them to to win the Super Bowl by themselves. But can you just not be the 31st best defense? Can you be 18th? And for them to come out and and be, a, I think, by all accounts, a top-five defense throughout the season and hold the Raiders to six points, I can't get there with you on giving the defense any of the blame. I'm with you on everybody else. I can't, I can't, can't get there with the defense. Someone on the text line says, CDOT, I would blame Bucker and Townsend before giving the piece of the defense. All right, that's fine. We can add them, too. I mean, Tommy Townsend had a 25-yard punt yesterday, and Harrison Bucker misses a chip shot field goal. I'm, I'm happy to give blame to everybody who got paid by the Chiefs yesterday can share in that loss yesterday. Everybody. Everybody can. Everybody can. So the text line, I know they're mad. See that they got off the field except the one time. It was the most important drive of the game. It was the most important drive. I mean, I don't cheat on you, but I did that one time. Well, then you're a cheater. What are we talking about? I mean, they got off the field except the one time. You mean the time that was the, it was the final drive of the game? The time that the offense really needed them when the Chiefs could have won the game? They could have put them in a position to win. So I, I, I hear what you're saying about the defense. Again, I'm not saying the defense reason that they lost. I'm giving them a small percentage. But you can't tell me a team that had their backup running back in the game when we all knew they were running the ball and the defense, they gave up a 43-yard run and a 15-yard run. They just, oh, well, I mean, it happens. No, get off the field. You're a top five defense. Get off the field. Get off the field. And it, it, it's not even like the Raiders ran a lot of plays in the second half. The Raiders didn't put a drive together in the entire second half. Their defense was not on the field a lot in the second half of the game. Well, I'm also, this, this, this defense has not really shown the ability. You mentioned it a minute ago. It's been one of their Achilles heels. They are built to do two things. Because uh, we know they're, they're, when they play in base coverage and they only rush four, they don't get home a lot. But they lead the, they're close to the top of the league in sacks. So this is, one, a coordinator that is scheming out of his mind this year and getting home uh, when he brings pressure. And two, a sticky secondary. The defense is not; it hasn't really been equipped at any point this year to stuff the run. They haven't, so so I'm, I wasn't surprised to see the outcome again. So I'm with you. Um, biggest point in the game, you've done it all game. It's a backup quarterback, a backup running back, and their big guys just beat you. I hear you. Um, I just just when your offense gives up 14 points and the opponent only yeah, hangs, puts up I, 20. Again, I'm not, I, again, I don't want I don't want to argue the defense because you and I are right. I'm just saying is if we're going to use the argument they were gas. The Chiefs had a 13-play drive in the second half, a 14-play drive, and a nine-play. Let's not make it seem like the defense was on the field all day. The Raiders had 23 no. minutes of time of possession. Stop it. The defense was not on the field all day. They had a chance to get off the field, and they couldn't when we all knew they were running. Everybody's favorite, Nick Bolton, the kid Zamir White, who none of us had heard of, completely ran past him for a 43-yard pass play. The defense did something wrong yesterday. It's okay to acknowledge it. Double J, how you doing today, my man? Yeah, I've been better. Tough loss yesterday against the Raiders. Just kind of embarrassing how our receivers have played all year. I did like uh, – I'm glad Richie James called pass. Uh, hopefully we can maybe get him involved more, and if he's able to catch the ball, great. You have maybe three more people to throw it to now. And Richie James, possibly Rashid Wise, definitely, and Travis Kelsey, uh, who knows? I'm trying to keep positive. Uh, and Pat, we trust. And uh, that defense, man, I mean, they played rock solid. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the stop to uh, get us the ball back. But it is what it is. Hopefully, we can go beat Cincinnati Sunday. And, hey, let's go Jayhawks and let's go Tigers uh, tonight and on Friday. Uh, 
appreciate it. And, uh, uh, I'll listen off here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Double J. I appreciate you. And I can't really co-sign the first part of what you said, but I co-sign the second part. Go Tigers. I can't really co-sign the, I don't really want KU to win. But, you know, if you want them to win, that's great. Happy holidays to the Jayhawks. I'm at the point with their wide receiver room, like, I, I don't know if it matters anymore. Like, I'm sure at some point this week I'll argue, man, they really got to do a good job of, I, I mean, just, I, I don't know. I mean, every week I tell you that they should feature somebody else, it never goes, it never goes well. I mean, I really want Noah Gray to be a bigger part of this team. He had one catch for five yards in the game. I still don't know why Blake Bell gets targets. I don't know why Blake Bell is running routes. It still makes no sense to me why Blake Bell is even part. I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why they ever throw Blake Bell the ball. I don't get it. Justin Ross got out there. He had one catch for two yards. MVS, I mean, I mean, he's just, he's, he's just, he's committing armed robbery. Armed robbery. He played 61 snaps. He had as many catches in the game as high as I did. He had zero. None. Why was he even there? What did he do? He could have spent Christmas with his family if he was going to do that. He stuck his arm back as he went past that one ball that was a little bit behind him. He had one target and dropped it. (laughs) He he dropped that one ball. Pat was like, I'm done throwing you the ball for today. I'm tired of you making me look bad. I'm done. I'm never doing this again. Thankfully, the, the, the Marquez Valdez-Scantling experience is coming to an end. We, we now see the end. We know they got two more regular season games and an undefined number of playoff games. So at worst, it's only three more games left of MBS. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. If MBS is on the team next year, I'll quit. I will, just, I will put in my letter of re- – I will quit this job. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to talk about MBS – the, we will talk about MBS one more time. The day they get eliminated, that next day, and that's it. I never want to talk about him again, ever again. I'm so tired of it. Carlos and KCK, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I think a lot of the blame has to go to the offensive coordinator. I mean, you had three and eight, third and eight, and you put Travis Kelsey to block, and you put those two tight ends over there to go and try cautions. That was the reason he was so upset. It's not that he doesn't want to block. It's that that play, and also they have a tell. Every time they take Travis Kelsey out of the game, I know that it's going to be a run. And I'm not a coach. I can see it. And 90% of the times comes true. So if they take Travis Kelsey out, guess what's coming? A run. What what are they going to do? They're going to put eight on the box. And they're going to catch him for one or two yards. That's what Pacheco can run because he draws like a mad man. But I'm thinking, hey, when that same coordinator have Alex Smith, what is Alex Smith used to do? Dump and dunk. Every time. So it's the same thing. It's the same coordinator. It's the same thing. And he has, when he sends the personnel inside, because Andy Reid is not calling that. He's calling the people to go in and out. Whenever he sends the, the packages of people, the defense know what he's going to run. That's why they were catching them on those passes on the side. They were right there. They have a tell. Denver did the same thing. And if somebody that knows is not a coach can see it, so the other coordinators and the other teams, that's what the problem is. They know what's coming. No, Carlos, you're 100% right on that, man. I appreciate the phone call. The truth of the matter about the Chiefs' offenses, 
They do not have a single player that can consistently beat man coverage. That includes Rasheed Rice. That includes Travis Kelsey. Now, I firmly believe that Travis Kelsey is being double and triple teamed in the red zone. I, I get it. We see it. I don't think you need to put that many resources on Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field. I don't think that's what teams are doing. I don't think Travis Kelsey can run by you anymore the way that he used to. I don't think that he can out-athletic you the way that he used to. I think you were seeing a declining player happen right there in front of you that he is really good against zone coverage, really good. He is really good at finding the soft spot in your zone and getting open. The reason you say that's what Denver, Denver runs a lot of man coverage. The Raiders did that a lot yesterday, and the Chiefs just don't have guys that can consistently get open. So you don't have a big play threat. So there's no threat of you throwing it downfield. So you, you eliminated that. The Chiefs also couldn't run the football yesterday. And if you don't have guys that can't consistently get open in man coverage, it creates the offense that you have. That's the offense that you have. You have an offense that was one to today and doesn't have big play down the field capabilities. That's an offense that looks pretty stagnant. Let's get back to the phone lines. Dakota is out in Lawrence. Hey, Dakota, how you doing today, my man? What's going on, guys? Merry Christmas. You too, man. Hope all is well. Uh, first and foremost, MVS, Sky Moore, Tony, all got to go at the end of the year. Uh, MVS playing 61 snaps and not doing a damn thing yesterday is disgusting. He's had 20 20 catches this year, and he's played more snaps than anybody in the wide receiver room. I don't get it. Uh, I can tell you why he's getting those snaps, though, because Andy Reid puts too much trust in players that have been in our system for as long as they have been. He's done it since he's been a head coach of the Chiefs. It makes no sense to me. And then on top of it, I can't blame the defense because – as you said, they didn't complete a ball from the second quarter to the end of the game. And even though Willie, even though Nick Bolton missed that tackle, that fell on our offense. We com- com- completely started making mistakes. Andy Reid's offensive play calling was terrible. It makes no sense to me. Dakota, I'm with you, man. Drive safely, man. Happy holidays. I appreciate you calling in. I just want to be clear about the defense. I I'm not blaming the defense. Like, if you're asking me, like, the pie chart of blame between the offense and the defense yesterday, I would give 94% of it to the offense, and I would give 6% of it to the defense. It's, like, overwhelming. I would obviously give it to the offense yesterday. But the defense had a chance to help the offense win the game. They had one drive to help. That's one drive. And they ran the ball right down their throat, and that's what teams have done against that defense all season. That's the only reason I'm giving them 6%. We don't got to argue it anymore, Nathan. I see you chomping. We don't got – we're you and I on the same side. I gave him 6%. And we're not arguing. I mean, like, I'm at, like, one. You know what I mean? So what are we really talking about <laughs> Yeah, <here>? that's fine. <laughs> you know, we're arguing 5%. You know, it's not that big of a deal. We're arguing 5%. All right, we'll take more of your phone calls coming up on the other side, 913-586-7610. We're recapping yesterday's loss against the Las Vegas Raiders, and I think this organization has failed Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about it. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Back in on the drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. I think the Chiefs as an organization have failed Patrick Mahomes. I think they have been given a -a once-in-a-lifetime gift, and I think they took that gift for granted this offseason. I think that the belief last year that you could simply pair any group of wide receivers with your quarterback and get the most out of that quarterback was the wrong assumption to make. This organization went all in on Richie James, Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, MVS, despite, I think, at every opportunity, us saying, hey, this isn't enough in free agency. This isn't enough. They declined in free agency. In the draft, they just drafted one wide receiver. They just drafted one wide receiver. You could have took another dice roll, could have took another flyer. Who knows? I know hindsight's 2020, but who knows what you could have got? It's not like the Rams thought that Puka Nakua was going to be a first-team all-pro rookie wide receiver. They took a chance, a gamble in the fifth round. It paid off. This organization takes gambles on corners in that round. They take gambles on defensive linemen. They took B.J. Thompson in the fifth round. What if they had took a wide receiver? What if it would have worked? We'll never know. So they didn't take nearly enough opportunities. All of us were screaming at the trade deadline, hey, all right, I know you guys messed up the first time, but hey, there's still time to fix this thing. Go get somebody. Nah, man, we got it, man. We're good. We're going to go get McColl Hardman. What? Hold on, McColl. You know he gets hurt. You know his injury history. Well, he got hurt again for the Chiefs. He was unreliable down the stretch again for the Chiefs. I think they failed him. I think they got a little bit comfortable in that wide receiver room, a little bit comfortable with their philosophy and thinking that you could shortchange some areas because Patrick was going to make up for all of it. I don't know if he can make up for all of it. It's not just simply we have, they have Patrick Mahomes. They've had Patrick Mahomes all season. They've scored less than 21 points in six of their last eight, less than 21. This is the team that scored more points than every team in the NFL last year. And now getting to 21 is a challenge for this offense. I think the organizational philosophy failed Patrick Mahomes. I still think they have the best quarterback in the National Football League. 
I just don't think you put the right parts around him. I look at other teams in the league. We got a chance to see him yesterday. I'm looking what other quarterbacks have. I look at what Josh Allen has. You got him a top five running back this year in James Cook. You've gotten him two legitimate wide receivers. You spent more resources and went out and got him another tight end in Dalton Kincaid, who looks like he could be the best tight end in the NFL here coming up in a couple of years. Like, I keep seeing a lot of people saying, well, hey, the Chiefs are the same as last year. Buffalo isn't. Buffalo improved their offense. Buffalo went out and they got James Cook. They also spent a high draft pick on Dalton Kincaid. Buffalo's offense is more complete, and they still have the same guys. They still got Diggs. They still got Gabriel Davis. They still got Dawson Knox, but they added a top five running back, and they added Dalton Kincaid. Their offense looks more complete. They're starting to hit their stride and get hot. Look at Baltimore and the additions that they made to their team. Baltimore's offense has taken a step forward. The Chiefs' offense has regressed largely because they stopped managing it and stopped pouring resources into getting you more skilled position players. You stopped investing in running back. You stopped investing significantly in wide receiver. You kind of get what you pay for. And that's what they've gotten with the wide receiver room and the running back room. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's catch up with Carla. She is in Gardner. Hey, Carla, how you doing today? Hey, you see that? How are you? I'm doing I'm good. good. How are you? Well, I'm, um, I'm a little, I'm more than a little frustrated. So I woke up this morning, <clears throat> just found a lot of rage <laughs> that, um, the people, t- I, I just feel like everybody's not seeing that this is Nagy's problem. And I know that you've been looking at the whole picture and we've been dissecting yesterday's game. But, you know, yes, the defense maybe didn't play 100% perfect, but no defense ever does. I don't think that we can put the blame on the defense. Um, it's just, it's to me, this is purely an offensive problem and it's not the player's. I genuinely feel it's a coaching issue because we have talent. You just don't walk in off the street and make the NFL, you know, make a team um, being an NFL player that without the talent. So we have the talent. Even Travis Kelsey is being sloppy. And I just feel that this is a lack of discipline that EB brought when he was here and that, we do not have since he left. We did not, this is the sloppiest we have ever seen the offense be under the Mahomes era. And I, I just feel like that, if, if, that it's naggy. And I know that we, feel, you know, we want a naggy back. We were excited because Alex Smith did good under him. And Nagy's the huge reason why we even have Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, and it's, it's not a, personal issue with Nagy, but I just feel like he is responsible for the way the offense is performing. And I just feel like he needs to be accountable for it. Carla, no, I completely understand. And that is a popular sentiment. Happy holidays to you when it comes to accountability and Eric B enemy. I'm not saying that people are wrong about Eric B enemy and the accountability. I just think that now we have, we have now oversold maybe the impact. Like last year, I think we undersold the impact of Eric B enemy. I now think we have gone on the other side and like, hey, this team is out of line and Eric Bieniemy would have whipped them into shape. We had questions about the play calling last year and the problems that they had. I'm not saying that Eric Bieniemy wouldn't have made any difference for the Kansas City Chiefs. I just think that we have maybe gone a little bit extreme on how much different it would be if Eric Bieniemy was currently a part of this team. This is the thing I'll say about the defense. I think their defense needs to be much better at taking the football away. And if, and if their defense doesn't get better at that down the stretch, I think they're in trouble, like legitimate trouble. 
I've been saying this whole time that the biggest problem with the Chiefs is the turnover differential. That is a major problem. So one of two things needs to happen, and it hasn't happened yet. Either their defense needs to get significantly better at taking the football away, or their offense has to be better at not giving the football away. In their last eight games, they have 15 turnovers and five takeaways. They turn the ball over three times as much as they take the football away. You're not beating good teams doing that. Hell, you're not beating bad teams doing that. And the Raiders are a bad football team. So the defense is really good at keeping teams out of the end zone. What this offense really needs them to be is a defense that takes the football away and creates short fields and opportunities. And creates opportunities. Like, yesterday, Kansas City's offense scored more points than Las Vegas's offense. Las Vegas's defense was better than Kansas City's defense because they created direct scoring opportunities for the offense and helped their offense win the football game. An offense that was really bad yesterday. They won that game because their defense generated 14 points. Their offense was bad yesterday. They had 200 total yards. Their quarterback couldn't complete a pass. Their defense went out there and won them a game. The Chiefs' defense is going to need them to go out and win a game. More than just not lose a game. Those are two completely different things. They're going to need their defense to win them a playoff game with the way their offense plays. Yeah, I think, excuse me, I think the problem there is what you're describing, right? You remember that 2016, 2017 Marcus Peters Chiefs team where if they just looked at an offensive player, they coughed the ball up. It seems like no matter what we did, uh, we were forcing turnovers. If you're adding that element to this year's Chiefs defense, uh, you're describing like an all-time great defense. <laughs> it's a defense that almost doesn't exist, one that gets to the quarterback as much as the Chiefs do, one that shuts down opposing receivers as much as the Chiefs do. If you're adding, if you're asking them to turn the ball over more than they are, and I get it, uh, yes, the Chiefs offense would benefit from a shorter field. You're asking for a defense that is legitimately worthy of being mentioned in, in the greatest of all time discussion. And we're talking about a team with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. To say that about a team quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes, I think, doesn't reflect on the defense at all. I, th I, th I think it reflects more on the offense. And look at how much this offensive line has underachieved. Look at how putrid the weapons around Patrick Mahomes are. The wide receiver room, Kelsey losing a step. Look at how uh, undisciplined the offense is. Um, we're asking this defense, who is holding teams to six points, to do more. And I get it. This team would be benefited by it. And guess what? If the defense doesn't do it, yeah, they're probably in trouble. But for me, that just leads me right back to where we've been all day, uh, which is this team does not have the pieces on offense to get it done. No, 100%. I guess what I would say, though, about the defense is I don't think you're asking them to be one of those teams. Like, so far this season, the Chiefs have four 16 turnovers as a team. You're not asking them to be in first place. First place would be Baltimore, and that's 26. So that's 10 more. If they were middle of the pack, middle of the pack, if they were average, Maybe six more turnovers than they forced so far this season. If they're just if they're just average, if they are the 18th best team in the NFL at taking the ball away from other teams, they would have 22 turnovers this year. Those 22 turnovers could maybe be two more wins. Again, I, I, I agree with you on the premise that we are asking the defense to do a lot, but their offense is so deficient that if you were on the side of this team still has a chance, or maybe you've buried them. If you buried them, then you buried them. But if you are holding on to this team is going to be able to figure it out, we have seen 16 games or 15 games of the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Their offense is not figuring out three straight weeks. Their best chance is going to be their defense creates two turnovers and scores on one of them. 
or their defense creates two turnovers and gives their offense a short field. Like, this offense needs a mushroom for Mario. They need a boost at this point. They need something to prop them up. And simply you forcing point punts is not enough for this offense. They need you to take it one step further. They need you to strip sack fumble. They need you to pick six. They need you to tip a pass at the – they need something else. You got to take the football away with the offense – Nathan, they are minus 10 in turnover differential. Minus 10. They're dead, they're dead last in the NFL at turnover differential. Mitch, you, Mitch sat in here an hour ago and said it's a miracle. They're 9-6 and six with that differential. I completely agree. Someone said, how about the Chiefs just turn the ball over half as much? I, I'm with you. I, I don't disagree with you. you. You and I are all – everybody is on the same page about the offense. The offense, stop being bad. No, I, I hear you. I, I am on the same side. It is weak – we are heading into week 17. Their offense is their offense. They, they are averaging 18 points over the last eight weeks. They've had, I'm sorry, this is their offense. What's the pathway to them getting to the Super Bowl? It's their defense going crazy over these next five weeks if they want to have a chance to play in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Keep it right here, it's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. All right, I want to take this last phone call and then we'll get out of here. A uh, really quick uh, story, I guess. Yesterday uh, during Christmas, we played a game for the first time. Now, I saw this game on TikTok. That's how I just discover things now. It used to be YouTube, and now I discover things on TikTok. It's called Left Right Center. I'm sure many of you have played Left Right Center. I lost. I'm a little mad about it. I ain't going to lie. I'm a little mad about it. I mean, I didn't lose that much money, but just the principle of it. I'm mad I lost. Have you played this game before? I have not. Okay. I'll show you a TikTok of it and explain it to you. I don't really want to explain the board game on the radio when we only got three minutes left anyway, but I'll show you a thing. Uh, I'm just mad I lost. And then, you know, like, you, you know, your sister, she puts up, she goes upstairs, it goes in a piggy bank, she gets $5, and then she just beats you. Know, just, it, and it didn't make me happy. I was not thrilled yesterday to lose in uh, left, right, center the way that I did. Hopefully you guys had a great Christmas with your families and friends as well. Mike in Chicago. Hey, Mike, how you doing, man? You're our last call today. See, Dot, thanks for taking my call. No problem, I hope man. to take you out high here. So listen, listening to you talk about Noah Gray after killing me two years ago for calling in saying Demarcus Robinson should get the ball more, I'm going to let that go. Okay. Uh, one off season, <laughs> one off season, I'll quibble the one off season. Now this has been billing for three, but I'm going to not talk about that today. Uh, the enemy, I think the, the NFL overvalues uh, play calling and undervalues leadership. And we're seeing that play out on the on the coaching staff this year. But I'm going to let that go. What I am here to do today is give you your flowers. Because all offseason, you said, receiver, receiver, receiver. And I and other fans said, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. And we're watching right now. We took 97, Felix, uh, uh, I'm not even going to, I'm fumbling on his last name. I can say it every other time. But He's a second slow off the snap and is never going to see the field this year. And meanwhile, those tight ends playing for the Raiders and for the Lions would look really sweet in this uh, lineup right now. And I got to say, you were the guy on, 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 the, on the horn calling for that. And so I'm here to give you your flowers, even though the Noah Gray thing is cracking me up. <laughs> you know, Michael, I appreciate it, man. Happy holiday, man. I, I appreciate it. The thing is, they still could have drafted Felix on UDK Uzama. The amount that they are paying Charles Amenahu, they could have got Brandon Cooks at the exact same price. The exact same years, money, 
guarantee they could have got Brandon Cooks. Like, they had opportunities to go get wide receivers. They could have got Adam Thielen this year. They chose not to go get Adam Thielen. Like, at almost every single turn, they have made an excuse for why. Well, nobody was available at the deadline. Well, what were we supposed to do with free agency? At every single turn, they have come up with a different reason on why they didn't sign a wide receiver. And now, I mean, now where we are. Now where we are. And you know what? This offseason, they will correct it. They will go get a legitimate number one wide receiver that I believe that we all are happy with. I think they should go make a serious play for T. Higgins or Michael Pittman Jr. And if that's their number one wide receiver with Rasheed Rice and they spend another one in the draft and that's how you revisit that room, I think you're more than happy. And I actually don't think that Sky Moore or Kadarius Toney are bad if that's your fourth option. But the thing is that this team, like, really, really needs this guy. Like, really, really needs him. And that's kind of where they've created the situation that they're in. Nathan, what did Santa Claus bring you yesterday? What was your uh, what was underneath the tree for you? All sorts of good stuff, man. Barbecue sauce, food, gift cards. I'm a big like Chipotle guy. Santa knows that. Um, yeah, it was so, a great, so somebody it was just a great went to, day. Somebody just went to Price Chopper and just knocked your whole Christmas shopping. Oh man, out. I'm like, not they didn't go have... to Macy's. They didn't go to Nordstrom Rack. They just went to Hy-Vee and just knocked out your all your Christmas shopping. Dude, I'm not going to have a grocery bill for a few weeks. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, salute, man. I'm happy for you. What'd you get? My mom got me some cigars. That's what I got. That's all I got. Right that's, all, that's all Santa got me. I didn't get anything else. <laughs> I'm at that point in my life. I don't get I mean, I don't get that many gifts. Who gets me anything? All right. I had a lot of fun today. Nathan, thanks a lot for your help today. We're going to hand things off to Chiefs Kingdom, our guy Mitch Holtis and Willie Lanier, the Hall of Famer. Happy holidays, everybody. Keep it right here on 610 Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 